Hey everyone, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I'm working on pushing some new content. And this month, I'm going to have a few more podcasts drop. I, I definitely want to do a, a, a wrap-up for the year because there's been so much going on. But I'm also working on, on making a cache of YouTube videos, a small cache of uh, what's been going on just these past eight weeks, six weeks or eight weeks, you know, uh, Juice World's death. Um, everything under the sun, you know, I want, I want to start making more, uh, video content and that's what I'm really trying to focus on as well. And if you, I got to say this, you know, I got to plug myself. Cortisol is out now. Please go listen. I, and I'm going to be doing a podcast where I break that down as well. I want to break down my project, you know, take a little bit of time to be selfish and, and just really, I'm, I'm just focusing on building myself up, uh, building, making new art. And, and that's that's why I love to do this. And just thank you guys for listening and, and just really keeping me strong out here. But Flapper Zombies. why I'm going to talk about why I fuck with Flapper Zombies so hard. So Flapper Zombies, to me, are one of the most... Cons- they're, they're the most consistent rap group, I feel. If we're talking about a group, they're very consistent. Because even through thick and thin, you can tell that these guys are really good friends. And their personalities gel so well. And whether it's the psychedelics or or uh, the themes in their music, why why they blend so well, um, I, I feel like to me they're the biggest, one of the biggest staples in the East Coast movement because their energy is like no other. And Flatbush Zombies, you know, I haven't seen them live, but I I do know people who have, and they just say good things every time. So. As far as the consensus, I feel like Flapper Zombies is one of the more consistent hip-hop groups ever. That's why I wanted to, wanted to do this group effort segment. And Flapper Zombies, I, I think, too, when I discovered them, I discovered them in 2012 through their mixtape Drugs when they, when they debuted. And Thug Waffle uh, was my introduction to Flapper Zombies. And I remember I was just kind of... I, I remember playing it for people and I told them, yeah, the, the song is called Thug Waffle. And that was... I feel like, in a way, the title in itself was clickbait because it was so interesting. But when you listen to the song, the song is dope, and the video is hard as fuck. And and plus, you see that their sounds are very different. And I, I want to also say, I think a very important thing is that Eric Arc Elliott, um, he's he's an amazing producer. I think he has done so much to facilitate the sound of Flappa Zombies, and he he's just so good. And and. You know, and he's also nice with the nice with writing. He can spit, and I it I think for a while he felt like he wasn't putting that at the forefront. But Eric Arc Elliott can spit. He can really spit and get after it. Um, who who else? Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. So Eric Arc Elliott, and then um, Zombie Juice. You know, Zombie Juice and and Michi Darko. So so Zombie Juice and Michi Darko are definitely at the forefront in um a lot of the music early on, but Eric Arc Elliott definitely came more so into the picture from, um, especially on the Better Off Dead mixtape, you def- you hear him rap a lot more, and you hear him get a lot more comfortable as he progresses, and Flappa Zombies, what I do admire about them and, and the content they create, the artistry that they do, is is that they've just always stayed authentic, the authenticity, they drip without authenticity, and when I listen to Better Off Dead, which is definitely was a great follow-up to Drugs, Better Off Dead is one of my favorite projects or mixtapes ever because from the gate, when that project opens up, it's it, they're making a statement, you know, fuck, fuck everything. You know, I can't remember the... I'm going to try to find the name of the song, but 
they the, the project opens up and it has such a distinct dark sound but it man it, it, they make it they make it work so well you know and i mean this was before too they had a project uh with the, the underachievers they did a project with um I mean, no, no, they did 3001, A Laced Odyssey, Vacation in Hell. And I believe they're working on putting together another album. But Flap of Zombies, I feel like at points, they're they're low-key. They're very low-key artists um, as far as their personal lives. As far as how they move move around, they're, uh, they're very chill. But their music, they, here we are, American Pie. Opens up with American Pie, and again, you gotta check that shit out. It's fucking, it's a very hard hitting song. And America, of course, has three K's, and um, Nefelheim, but Bliss, Bliss, um, that's that's the song where it just hit. It just fucking hits. Fuck, they're just saying fuck everything. Fuck family. Fuck. Let me pull up those lyrics. <laughs> Bliss, Flappa Zombies. Find this real quick. All right, here we go. And this song is just—it's so grimy. I love it. I just—I love it. But Eric Arc Elliot, just the way he starts it off with, "I blink twice till my eyes close on my face. Deep breath, struggling to reach home base. Awkward person, motherfucker. This is a race. God made me great, so I've been invisible to hate. Partly humane, part of the same, part of the game. Used to smoke a parliament before I partied with my pain. And Bacardi was the same. 151 to your brain, but I'd rather beg my pardon than party. I'd but I'd rather beg my pardon than to party with your lame with you lames." And then Michi Darko, this to me is one of the best hooks ever delivered. Fuck money, fuck friends, fuck family, fuck pussy, fuck drugs, fuck sanity. I don't give a shit. Why? Because ignorance is bliss. Right? Fuck the law, fuck the president in White House. Fuck the jury, fuck the judge in the white, in the nightgown. I don't give a shit. Why? Because ignorance is bliss. Right? And zombie juice... Again, like he he has a really solid verse too. I mean, I think one standout line in this was, "Sit back and analyze my life like Montana did white. All the bitches I all the bitches I hit and all the bitches I might. Clearly underrated amongst all the favorite, but fuck it, my style's like magic speed seduction. I'ma keep smoking till my lungs collapse and fuck y'all laws. I'll keep my straps, setting the plans, controlling mine and reaching the land." I'm better off dead. Somebody fill my head up with lead. It just this to me. It feels like it's like hip hop meets metal. But but Michi Darko to me, I think his voice. He's definitely a standout too because his voice is very distinct. And if you don't think he's distinct, go listen to him on Pinata with Freddie Gibbs and Mac Miller, where everyone has their own different style and their own flow on that record. Fuck your faculty, fuck your fans and your music. Fuck the engineer and the fool that produced it. <laughs> Ooh. Fuck your religion, your God, and your guidance. Tell Virgin Mary time for Meech to pop that hymen. Ooh. Fuck the moon, fuck the stars, fuck Venus and Mars. Fuck a Rolex and a diamond ring with them flashy cars. Fuck the Last Supper, fuck your church and its gospel. Fuck them halfway dead fools in the hospital. Fuck my left lung, fuck my right lung, fuck my chrome gun, fuck my black gun, fuck, 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 fuck. Drop five bombs, fuck, fuck that, I'm on like the mic I record with, fuck global warming. Fuck heaven and hell, purgatory, fuck the pasture, fuck you for giving them offering. Fucking exhausted from all these fucks, I'm fucking off this, 
what the fuck you know and and just again like i wonder how many fucks are said in this song but this song just to me embodies not giving one and g tears some of my favorite of course you know palm trees is on here you know which is was definitely a single for them but some of my personal records yeah bliss uh america can pie uh g tears life from hell palm trees drug parade with danny brown i mean uh, what is it no is that yeah it's drug parade with danny brown yeah god bless the dead and uh the results are in so this project has 19 tracks and it's definitely worth go worth checking out i think i might just drop the link in the description and go peep it but that was um yeah my second I, my, the second project i ever heard by them so i've been listening to flatbush zombies from the jump and it's been years it's crazy it's been years and they keep on getting better and they keep on progressing and then in tw- in 2014 <clears throat> No, 2016, 2016, they did 3001, A Laced Odyssey. And um, I think, too, like they probably had a lot of time touring and stuff. But from here, I feel like there was a huge jump in uh, the musical, just like the, the production, their sound, the musical ability. <clears throat> and this track is, is slightly shorter with 12 records. But overall, this project, again, is just a great fucking... I don't know how to put it. This is just a great project. I feel like this debut album was a great way for um just people who might not have been on with Flatbush Zombies to get um to, to see what they were actually doing, you know. And Flatbush Zombies, one thing that always stands out is like they've always been open about you know drugs. They've always uh, talked about LSD, psychedelics, and you know, I, I just love to watch, I know, like, I, I just love to watch them work, you know, I, I think their, their energy, how, how they fucking do shit, it's very good, and the Flatbush Zombies, I mean, shit, I, like, there's this really interesting, um, noisy, uh, this really interesting clip on noisy I want to show you, and it's a Flatbush Zombies, this was four years ago, so, I think this was sometime, yeah, sometime around 2001, Laced Odyssey, I believe, so let me double check. God, I hate ads. Let me turn this down. Fucking hate ads. YouTube, quick shout out. I love YouTube, but sometimes these ads, they're not really hitting. I just don't know what it is. So this was 2015, a little bit before they put out the album. So they're probably busy recording, putting shit together on tour. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. From both our crews. Alright, that's Flappers, Zombies, and the Underachievers going back and forth a little bit. And I'm part of the Flappers, Zombies, and he's interrupting me. Yo, my name is Issa Gold. I'm fucking part of the Underachievers. You're watching back and forth. You don't know, dog. That's about it. What's your fucking least favorite place you've ever been on tour? St. Louis. God damn, Saint. I can't front. Saint damn, Lewis. Nelly. <laughs> that, that's when the cop made me eat the acid too. So it was good at at at, at, so at wasn't a. Wasn't that thing. bad? Yeah. <laughs> we got pulled over um at our hotel, and the cops thought we had weed, so they searched the whole bus ah. for weed. While looking for weed, they found like a roll of acid, and the cop comes up to me and he's like, "Is this LSD?" And I'm like, uh, no, it's not LSD. And he's like, oh, well, you know, they put LSD on candy just like this. And they sell it just like this. And I'm just like, it's not LSD. I'll eat the whole thing right now. And he, just, he laughs at me and throws it at me. And you know I'm not going to give him back the evidence. 
So I had to eat the shit. So St. Louis was good and bad, because then I had a, a good show in Kansas the next day. It was actually one of my favorite, to take my favorite shows. Yeah. It was the first time I ever performed on acid, so. Yeah, that was that was a fun experience. What's your fucking least favorite spot? It's all the same shit to me. We're we're in fucking New Jersey as far as I'm concerned right now. I don't even know where the fuck we are. <laughs> where are we? We in Uzbekistan? <laughs> I think so, right? The fuck? <laughs> Nigga, I smoke He's cigarettes now. Nice. This is how stressful it's all. I know this man does not smoke cigarettes. And he's smoking cigarettes right now. This is a fact. This is this, this is how stressful to us. Or it's because the weed is so trash compared to where we are from that I'm forced to smoke Marlboro Red Cowboy <laughs> fucking cigarettes. We're spoiled, man. Yeah. New York City, Dower, California, Triple O G O G O Gs. And to Michi Darko, a little, little bit of commentary too. I just love Michi's like like the way like the way the story is told too. I love the energy of the beast coast the beast coast movement <clears throat> i remember when it was early on i was super excited because you got people like pro era you got underachievers and you got flappers zombies which are the main staple and i feel like from there there was this huge huge resurgence in new york hip-hop you know where we we started to get <clears throat> i know developing really good developing dudes like even uh dave east I feel like there was a, just a resurgence, you know, um, even ASAP Ferg. I mean, wait, what am I saying? ASAP Mob. I got to bring up ASAP Mob. You know, ASAP Mob is definitely part of the Beast Coast movement. And I might have to do a whole entire separate podcast, you know, talking about the Beast Coast movement. I'll write that down. There is there's a lot of there are a lot of podcasts I'm planning out, you know, and it kind of it can kind of become a mind fuck at times, you know. But let me get back to this real quick. Be smoking Michael Phelps yeah. and all this crazy shit. Woody Harrelson. There's literally like 300,000 fucking strains. But you guys got amnesia, haze, cheese, and cheese. Yeah. And you, you guys name it everything. Like, I got the OG. No, that's cheese, bro. Cheese. That's some cheesy <laughs> shit, nigga. Who do you think is the most healthiest motherfucker on this tour bus right now? I don't know. Maybe it's AK. I, 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 I know he was doing it on the tour, but yeah, he's fucking at home working out and shit. That ain't tour. That's yeah. pre-tour. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga six-pack is gone. <laughs> that nigga that ate McDonald's every day. Nobody on this tour is healthy. Yeah, it's impossible. Tour is such an unhealthy situation. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I never really had good British food, man. Yeah. It's not saying it's all deep. bad, but like yeah. I never had like, damn, I can't wait to go back to London to eat at this place. Yeah. Nando's? Nando's That's made my whole yeah, team. Know. You know, I got a, That's a funny story. I Nando's, Nando's before a show and had to run over the stage niggas to need take a diapers, shit. Bro. My ass is burning. <laughs> Nando's is fucking death. Guys. Literally ran on stage. Shout out to Amsterdam. I'm sorry about that, you guys. Um, I, I, I did the show. I stood a little flat-footed, more flat-footed than normal, but <laughs> I actually got on stage five minutes late because I was shitting and I had to decide to stop shitting to go on stage and that's why the shit was still there like ready for when I but we love you Nando's yeah we need you in America I'm gonna eat you today for sure pause do you think you guys have the weirdest fans or we got hell no you guys have weirder fans why is my fans weird my fans are more mellow and like uh go so theory to fucking load it up bang bang (laughs) your fans will be more worthy will will, will more want to kill people you can convince your fans to kill niggas you Damn, can start so an angry mob of murderers, yeah. I can start start up positive mobs of oh, peaceful great. protests. Great. The <laughs> but it's good. angel and the devil, huh? <laughs> it represents both sides of the yeah. same spectrum. <laughs> I got one for you. What's your favorite part of tour? Making people happy on stage. Making women happy off stage. Ah, you said it well. <laughs> UK uh, is good for UK, pussy. Yeah, UK not as much as fucking uh, 
the rest of Europe. I like Scandinavian hoes. I like Australian hoes. I like German hoes. I like motherfucking uh, <laughs> Paris hoes. I don't like the hoes, you know. What's wrong with that, huh? <laughs> Your hoes is good. You guys got our. Nah, you guys got good hoes. You guys' hoes are a little more stush. I've had a lot of sex in the UK. Well, every time I come, I've had sex, but you guys have more stusher hoes. You guys think you're cool, so, you know, you try to. Um, I'm not going to call you ladies' hardest. I'm going to call you. They know what I mean. I'm not going to call you anything. <laughs> Y'all know I'm from Flatbush, and that's how we speak. It's unfortunate. Mother Earth. But, yeah, I hold the female higher than the male, so. Got to. They got pussy. Keep that in there. What's the most frustrating thing for you for the music industry? Honestly, I'm not in the music industry. I'm in the show business, baby. <laughs> I don't know. We live in like a microwave time. Somebody said that zombies haven't dropped music. And I'm like, we did the Clockwork Indigo project. Fucking Day of the Dead. We released like 12 songs for free. And so like, you drop something now, niggas want a new song tomorrow. That's that's my my biggest thing. Stop being in a rush. Stop it. Microwave society. Stop it. There's always some guy with like fucking three followers with a fucking and picture of a cartoon. Like, at Danny Brown. You Everyone. Suck, yes. And to what, what Flappa said was very... I mean, <clears throat> what Michi said. You know, when he said that the microwave era... That's another thing, too. Flappo Zombies, you know, the reason I feel like they've had longevity is because they have put space in between projects to live life. And... You know, I think for a lot of artists, you know, it it can be hard to in this nowadays, you know, especially even for myself where, you know, we live in an era where, you know, we have this, uh, you know, you have someone like Russ who was dropping a song a week for a whole year and you have someone who, you have a lot of artists out here who are pretty much making songs in 10 minutes, putting the shit out within a, you know, a couple of days. And I think that there's just a lot of rush jobs when it comes to music and putting together a project. So you know, with Flatbush Zombies, what I do admire is, is the honesty of, hey, you know, we're really trying to make something special here. Michi Darko, you know, Michi's fucking hilarious. I think, man, Michi, Flatbush, you know, as a whole, uh, Zombie Juice, they're fucking hilarious. And and the energy, I mean, even the video I saw where they did the track with Joey Badass, I think that song was on Vacation from Hell, Vacation in Hell. And just, you get to see, like, the energy. I, th I think energy is super important. I think fans, too are naturally drawn to, you know, a welcoming energy. I think that's what's really interesting, where jo fucking Joey Badass kind of rides that same wave, you know? He's one of those motherfuckers that people can connect to. And same thing with Michi Darko. I, like, maybe I'm biased because I love the East Coast, and uh, I got family from the East Coast. I love that movement of hip-hop, and I feel like it's when you're close to the mecca of hip-hop, I feel like it. You ha you you become great, I mean, Dave East is a fucking killer. It's you. Get, it's like having some. Really, they're really good black belts when it comes to this rap shit. And Michi, fuck man, Michi is just so good. Like, like I don't know how to put it, but I I think the thing is with with hip hop in general is we we get these ideas that an artist really can't be an artist, and you know you you can't take time. Um, to fucking make something you can't step away from your canvas and then step to it again and really develop something because you're afraid you're going to lose your fucking fan base and that and that's a trip you know because for me you know if, if an artist if, if an artist has established i do think that there is a grind period where yeah you should drop music more often build things up you know get shows but also also there has to be a period of breath where I personally I think I think one of the things that has hurt logic is the fact that he has dropped so much music that I feel like he's running out of a lot of ideas where 
you know, this is not a diss to Logic or anything, but even on the Young Sinatra record where he's, you know, saying, oh, get this pussy, you know, he's rapping in the perspective of uh, his wife or whatever. It just, it didn't sound good because I don't think, I think that when you're rushing to get more music out to feed your fan base or, or whatever it may be, I think what happens is you you can take the lower common denominator and maybe you don't feel as bad versus when you're really trying to make something great, <clears throat> You know, you'll take more time. And that's not me trying to dig at logic. I'm just saying with Flapper Zombies, I do agree that you need to space your shit out. And Flatbush has always been good about that. And that's why eight years deep, they're still doing well. I mean, fuck. Like, what what else can you say? And, and Michi, my God, dude, Michi is just fucking hilarious. I mean, the rasp and everything, best rasp in hip-hop, you know. I mean, you, if you're a Flatbush fan, you know that reference. But, you know... And Flatbush Zombies, they're just the genuine, the authenticity is just real. And we live in this society where we got podcasts like Joe Rogan where, you know, we, he talks about psychedelics and and we have a, I think we live in a more open society now when it comes to talking about drugs. You know, we do live in, in a time where it's okay to talk about drugs. And I feel like hip hop, you know, we need to talk more. We need to talk less about Xanax and and fucking lean. And yeah, we can talk about mushrooms. We can talk talk about acid where these are drugs where if you do them, you're not going to overdose. I mean, you would have, I don't know, like you could take acid, maybe fall off a bridge or some shit. You could take mushrooms and I don't know, um, walk off your lawn into another dimension. But hip hop as a whole has always just been about you know, expression, and I think what I respect the most about the Beast Coast movement, what I respect about Flatbush Zombies is the idea of, hey, we're going to do our thing, we're going to speak on what we want to speak, and our style is not going to be like your style, you know, and I want to give also, I'm going to give some love to each individual person, you know, whether it's, uh, I mean, that was some love towards Michi, but I want to talk about Eric Ark Elliott, because Eric Ark Elliott, to me, is one of the most underrated producers in the game, and that's the truth. I'm going to have to tweet that shit later because it's a fact. Eric Ark Elliott is one of the best, you know, and I love his 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 production, too, because maybe it's because I can relate to that style. And the Flatbush production style is something as a producer where I've always naturally kind of had a darker sound. So I admire dark sounds. And that's what I like what they're doing. And, you know, what's crazy, too, a lot of what inspired me was I was planning on doing this podcast at some point in the year. And. Last week, Flatbush Zombies released a record uh, called Monica featuring Tech 9 It was so fucking good. I'm like, all right, I have to do this podcast. I I have to put this out. And just overall, man, Flatbush Zombies or woman, whoever is listening, I don't want people to get offended. I want to get, you know, build my audience and such. But Eric the Architect definitely is one of the best producers out. And I think he's definitely one of the most underappreciated. But I want to share a little bit of a soundbite. Eric making a beat.
I think that was the wrong one. That was like an Instagram like comp. Yeah, yeah. No, this isn't what I was. Yeah, th- yeah, that wasn't what I was looking for exactly. But it's all good. Damn. Yeah, noisy. Shout out to noisy too. I think they have a lot of good content about hip hop, and they did give a voice to, to Joey Badass and a lot of early artists from the Beast Coast. That's zombie juice right now. Savage beer gang too. Shout out to it. Yeah, beer gang. Zombie juice. What I love too about this music video is it's them recording the song, which I guess that's a way like to to save money on the budget too. Just fucking record the video as you record the song. There we go. So I found some rhythm roulette, but yeah, definitely. I think just underappreciated doesn't say it enough for Eric. Uh, he's definitely a creative force, and and Zombie Juice too. I think I think too Zombie Juice. He's definitely had a lot of standout verses in the Flatbush Zombies crew. I think <clears throat> even off of a Thug Waffle, definitely very memorable. And I can't remember the name of the track, but there's this music video where he's hanging out back, out, hanging backwards out of a sports car, and his verse to me, he bodied the whole song. Uh, with that verse, he just bodied the shit. But th- now this is a more recent. I mean, this is 2016, and you notice the progression. Like Eric has dreads now. Like that they're hitting more of that hippie zone, which I fucking love to see. But here we go. I want to see. Take a listen to to the beats that they're cracking. So Rhythm Roulette is, is a show where they blindfold you. You get you get records, and then you sample them and you make a beat. And it's a great way to look at someone's creative process. Of that drum machine too But You know And you know like to Eric Yeah I think too I can admire production with keys You know because The keys 
are very important, you know, and if not done right, I feel like it can take away from a record, um, you know, and Eric Arc Elliott, overall on his pride on these projects, the Flatbush projects, I would like to see him do some more uh, solo work. I think even um, I, th- I think solo work for Eric wouldn't be a bad idea because I think to I think it might give him a chance to, to differentiate to differentiate and try something new. But um, overall, and when we talk about music, I just think that I think if we talk about hip hop per se, hip hop has always been about trying to push the boundaries and push the limits. And what you have to admire about fucking Flatbush is that they've always been trying to do that. They've never tried to make a record that's popular sounding for radio. And for the most part, you don't hear them on radio for that reason. But you don't need them. You don't really need them because we live in this online era where people can consume music and really get it for what it is. But as far as a group effort, group dynamic, I mean, goddamn, like I don't know. I think they're the best group out right now. That's just my. That's just how I feel. And I know people are gonna disagree. Be like, oh, Brockhampton. Like, I fuck with Brockhampton, but like that's more of a collective. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say they're a rap. They're a rap group, you know. But also, it's kind of like I'm talking about. Like these guys are like always on tracks together. There's three of them, you know, so it's tough. What's the difference between a group and a collective? Because there's Odd Future, ASAP Mob, Wu-Tang, Brockhampton. They're so fucking big, you can't get all 12 motherfuckers on one song unless it's going to be a huge posse record. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's, what's with, what are the dynamics? Like, what qualifies something as a posse, as a group, or a collective? I think that's something to think about, but... Overall, <clears throat> overall, this was just me. I just wanted to show some love to Flatbush because that's what this podcast is about. It's about just showing love to hip hop culture and highlighting personally what I fuck with. This is what I fuck with. And I just want to say to all the new artists coming up, um, you know, I, I am working on, on getting interviews. I'm working on setting some stuff up. But I'm also I'm also trying to focus on music as well, focus on some things coming into 2020. I want to talk about my goals for the podcast and uh, j- just reinvesting more, putting more money into the advertising because I feel like getting it out there can be tough, you know, for people just just getting more listeners. But I do see the organic growth, and I just want to let you guys know that by February, February first, I'm I'm working on this because I, I got to do this shit myself. I'm working on updating my YouTube page, my um, as well as uh. My, my SoundCloud, you know, I, I definitely want to get both, all of that done, you know, get it done at a reasonable time. That way, I, I just I just want to have everything updated. That way you can find all of my podcasts, all of my shows, everything I've done, and just tap into more listeners because since I haven't been on putting stuff on SoundCloud as far as my podcast, I feel like I'm, I'm depriving a certain audience. And same thing with YouTube, me not putting out more video content, I feel like I'm depriving a certain audience. But... I just want to say thank you guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening. What do you think of Flatbush Zombies? Do you love them? Do you hate them? I personally love them. I love I love their craft. I love what they're doing. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Have a good day at work. Whatever the fuck you plan on doing. Going to the park. Smoking a blunt. Anyway, peace and love, motherfuckers. I'll see you.